it's right out of it's right out of the playbook. The right out of the socialist playbook. You divide and conquer. You don't tell yep. them your intent. You get people to come in. You got your useful idiots. Those of us who are paying lie for these people to have all these luxuries, and they lie yep. about it. Yeah. How's it end? Well, badly. It, end? <laughs> it ends badly for some. Um, okay, so on a serious note, um, you know, people of all faiths have said to me that this is a spiritual battle. I am a firm and solid and immovable believer in God. And I believe that God wins. I believe that good is greater than evil. And I believe that the fallen angel, otherwise known as Satan, doesn't get to prevail in this world. So um, if you follow the Bible or if you follow the Quran or you follow uh, the Book of Mormon, you know, people talk in various different ways about the end times. And if you fight for God, God will fight for you. But people, final, humanity... Final thought, Lara. Uh, final thought, though. I have to, I have to ask you this because my, my audience is, is very God-fearing, God-loving, etc. Final thought. I only a couple of seconds, please. Um, does, is God okay with a closed border? It's much bigger than that. God believes that in, in sovereignty and national identity and the sanctity of family and all the things that we've lived with from the beginning of time. And he knows that the open border is Satan's way of taking control of the world through all of these uh, people who are his stooges and his and his uh, servants. And they may think that they're going to become gods. That's what they tell us, Yuval Noah Harari and, and all the rest of them at the World Economic Forum. You know, the ones who want us eating insects, cockroaches and that while they dine uh, on the blood of children. <laughs> yeah. Those are the people, right? They're not yeah. going to win. We they're not going to win. Well. Welcome back, my friend, to episode 6,263 of The Silent War with your host, Dustin Nemos of Nemos News Network, where we continue with your help to break the cycle of fake news. On this episode, we have immigrants bankrupting New York City and 18% of vaccinated cattle have died off already. Also, an unavoidable starvation ahead as a future world famine unfolds. All of this and much more coming up after a short word from our Patriot sponsors. NemosNewsNetwork.com Breaking the cycle of fake news There was a time when I had my head in the sand. Then I found out that power players pass lies for truth and truth for lies. Especially in areas of life and health. I used to stay quiet and now I speak up. I red pill my family. I red pill my friends. And I support RedPillLiving.com Red Pill Living has real health products that support longevity, vitality, and detoxification against the deep state attacks on your health. It's redpillliving.com. Wake up. Stand up. Speak up. So in an epic troll move, and probably not much more, because I doubt anything's going to happen, but... A group going by the name Marco Polo, led by a former Trump staffer, Garrett Ziegler, has been investigating the Hunter Biden laptop from hell, and they have sent an extensive report of all of their findings to 535 members, the entire group, of the House and the Senate. No more pretending to be ignorant, they've all been served and put on the record having notice of the crimes that have been discovered in the Biden family. 
Biden's energy advisor just went on TV and told everyone that they actually want to accelerate the transition by decreasing oil production. Times like this, you just frankly want to say thank you for being honest for once. The coming food shortage is going to be epic. It's going to be biblical. It's going to be a famine of massive proportions. First world countries will have people starving to death. And remember, first world nations have been flooded with third world, very poor migrants who largely have nothing. So when the free stuff runs out, and the free stuff always does run out eventually, then they are going to be very hungry very soon. There's going to be chaos, Mad Max, a famine society, and all along a hostile government in the background. It's going to get bad, folks. But the only way to avoid massive starvation at this point, and I am telling you, act quickly, is to learn the tools necessary in order to A, grow your own food, but also it's too late for that. B, you have to now begin to teach your neighbors and friends and family the basics. And I'm going to share a very short little video to teach you how to very effectively, in just three weeks, make enough compost in order to use your own DIY fertilizer at home without having to buy anything from the store except for maybe a pitchfork and a rake and a tarp. That's it. And if you have your own fertilizer, you can grow food. In fact, a massive part of the famine ahead is because of fertilizer shortages and, of course, sabotage. The war and the hyperinflation that's happening and the interest rate spiking from the Fed, all of these things are only going to make it worse. Your whole life, you've read stories and heard about the third world kids in Nigeria or Somalia or Haiti starving to death. Well, that's about to be your friends and family. Unless you teach them how to eat, unless you teach them how to grow, unless you learn now, and time is short. At this point, I don't think that you should worry uh, about trying to get the foods you want. I think you should probably try to grow the things that are easy to grow. Grow the things that are easy to multiply. And then take these, uh, what I call, unstoppable food strategies to your friends and family as gifts. And as uh, education, as, as teaching, teach them how to do the same thing. Learn the 18-day compost video I'm about to show you. Take notes. I'm going to upload that video separately as well. It's from Geoff Lawton, the world expert on soil building. This unlocks the secret of good, healthy soil. Black gold. That's what you're going to use to feed the future. So take that knowledge, this amazing little secret of the earth that used to be widespread knowledge that now very few people know how to do, which is to create their own fertilizer at home. Very easy, very simple. Using stuff that used to be alive and letting it rot together, basically, in the right way with water and rotation and stuff. And in so doing, you can help to uh, either donate that to a local farm that will then feed local people or use that and give it away to friends if you have extra use it to feed your own family um, 
you know, it's the kind of thing that is very good to share right now. But let's let's be tactical. Let's focus on unstoppable food. Let's get the things that you can take one plant and then turn it into 50 plants. You can do that with like viney tomatoes. It's called layering. You can do that with um, sweet potatoes. Also, you take the vine, you layer it. So, you know, you have a 10-foot vine with a, a bunch of dirt in the middle. That place that you've buried in the middle will become its own plant with, with vines sticking out of it. So, you know, you have the, the root and then you run it 10 foot that direction. Every th three feet, you then bury it. So now you'll have one plant that became four plants, you know, just that little 10 foot section because you've, you've got four clumps of dirt, including the original. So this is layering. You have cuttings, you have different strategies that you can use. Sometimes seedlings, that's a great way to get a lot of things started is with seed and it's cheap. Now's the time to stock up. I use the example of mulberry trees because I'm new to this and I'm learning still. And I found that the mulberry tree just takes punishment. If I forget to water it, if I don't fertilize it well, if I use bad dirt for it, nothing matters. This plant keeps growing like a weed. And my one mulberry tree with cuttings has now become about 50 small mulberry trees that will in the next year or two start to produce some fruit. I mean, they're pretty quick. So, you know, they're, they're not big trees. They're little bushes at this point. And sometimes my cow gets a hold of them because she loves it too. And I have to start all over. That tree will, will be like three inches off the ground again and start all over. But it comes back because it's just like a weed. And that weed is an edible tree with berries and green leaves that you can eat. And there are other things like that too, like the sweet potatoes. They grow like crazy, even in sand, even if I don't fertilize them. And uh, they're pretty resilient. They're pretty hardy. And they're very nutritious and um, edible green leaves. And some, sometimes you have to cook the green leaves. It depends on the plant. But, um, you know, a lot of times other parts of the plant are also edible that you, you may, maybe you like the, the potato, but the green leaves are also edible. Or maybe you like the fruit, but the, the green leaves are also edible. And sometimes they're not. Some things are poisonous to know what you're doing, of course. Guys, don't forget, you know I hate to plug, but we have incredible, amazing products that you must have in order to harden your immune system at redpillliving.com slash on sale now. Use the coupon code DEEPSTATE15, no spaces, for a 15% discount on all of our liposomal or liposomal nutrients and vitamins. These are 3,000%, roughly, depending on the vitamin or nutrient, more absorbable than your standard dry Walmart desiccated vitamins that have hardly any nutrition left in them anyway. And your stomach acid destroys 99% of that stuff. So why pay a little bit less for something that won't work when you can get something that's 3,000%, 30 times more absorbable? Check it out. Look up the science. And then head to redpillliving.com slash on sale now. Use the coupon code DEEPSATE15 while supplies last or until midnight on October 24th. Support Nemos News and harden your immunity at the same time. So in a bit of uplifting news, you know, silver lining, it's better to laugh than cry. It's hard times, but funny things do happen. Elon Musk has bought Twitter and is apparently planning to fire 75% of the shitty employees at Twitter. Great. Good riddance.
May their chains set lightly upon them. May the bread lines not be too long. I bet those left-wing media were just laughing at all of us conspiracy theorists being rounded up by the FBI. But now, an ABC Emmy-winning journalist has gone missing after an FBI raid. And get this, so far he hasn't been charged, no one can find him, and he was the ABC's national security investigative producer, and he was apparently looking into the Hunter Biden laptop. I wonder what he found. I wonder if the rest of the media took notice. A D.C. judge has sentenced Steve Bannon to four months in prison and a small $6,500 fine. I mean, he is a billionaire. And uh, ultimately, this is um, kind of a big deal. All he really did was uh, refuse to cooperate with a clear show trial. Apparently, 18% of cattle die off immediately upon receiving the mRNA vaccinations. And this is in Australia, where they are already rolling them out, which will affect the international, that means, yes, us too, food supply, where they will sell the meat, the milk, and the cheese of this contaminated, toxic, GMO, hybrid cattle. You can no longer, from this point on, trust the meat, the milk, or the cheese, or any milk or cheese produce, or anything containing them in your stores. And of course the cattle die-off isn't a surprise. In fact, about 95% of the people who are dying are vaccinated. At least, that's what one funeral director is seeing. Canadians no longer have the right to legally buy sell, or even transfer their handguns after a federal freeze was recently issued by Trudeau. An unredacted Pfizer agreement with a nation state has surfaced. A FOIA request in Slovenia has shown that the contract that Pfizer is giving governments, at least in this case, basically reveals that the quote long-term effects and efficacy of the vaccine are not currently known, end quote, and also that there might be, quote, adverse effects, end quote, because, of course, it was poison untested, and they knew that going into it, which is why they demanded complete and utter immunity to all liability, because these were basically emergency use authorization, or whatever the equivalent is in each nation, so therefore, they can't be held responsible. The governments rushed them into it. But then, also, most tellingly, the governments rolled over, gave up all of their money, and didn't even demand any safety or success metrics or, or benchmarks or anything to make this worthwhile. It was just complete blanket immunity, something that should not even be legal. I hope that you have found tonight's video, although alarming, at least to be of some value. To prepare for what's coming. If you did, please consider doing your friends and family a favor and share this video while you still can. Time is short. For those who want to support our work, remember we are heavily censored, demonetized, and unbanked, and we need your support. In fact, we would not be here without it. We are 100% listener-supported and proud of it. That's why we're independent. If you'd like to join us, 
and support that kind of independent media, then don't forget about our redpillliving.com slash on sale now liposomal super vitamin super sale. 15% off our liposomals, including liposomal vitamins and even turmeric and glutathione, the master antioxidant. Remember, liposomal or liposomal is a technique that creates 3,000% roughly more absorption rate in nutrients when they are liposomalized or wrapped in fat. That's all it really is. While your stomach acid destroys 99% of most of those cheap, stale, and dry vitamins, this is fresh, food-based nutrition protected and wrapped in fat, just like our ancestors preserved food. Use the coupon code DEEPSTATE15 and harden your immune system while you still can and while supplies last at redpillliving.com slash on sale now. This lasts until Monday, October 24th at midnight Pacific. I hope you have a wonderful week and a Sabbath, and we'll see you on the next one. Nemos out. Enjoy this Veritas video of New York admitting they are overrun by their own illegal immigrant sanctuary laws. The city is broke. We're housing immigrants right now from Texas. It would be very easy to be like, nope, not anymore. I think what Abbott was doing has like proven effective. Like it's flooded our system. But I think the optics of this are bad for Biden and they're bad for the mayor. And I don't know that Eric Adams is like capable enough to navigate it. As nearly 20,000 migrants have been bused to the Big Apple on orders of Texas Governor Greg Abbott, our undercover journalist at Project Veritas sought to find out what really is going on inside the New York City mayoral office of Eric Adams. Meet Chris Boff, one of Adams' advanced team staffers. Watch him say what he really thinks about his boss, the mayor of New York City, and how he is handling or mishandling the chaos of the migrant crisis. The city is broke, uh, which makes me very nervous as someone who is paid by the city. Uh, we're anticipating like a $10 billion budget deficit by 2026 right now. There was free money from the government for the last two years because of COVID. Yeah. All of that's gone. And then our revenues just aren't in a place to support $110 billion budget. Like that's the annual city budget right now. Can you just raise the taxes? The mayor doesn't want to. I mean, that is an option. Or we could like reduce services. Uh, what do you mean? Like just not give people enough stuff. Like what? Uh, I don't know, pick something. Department for the Aging, immigrants. Like we're housing immigrants right now from Texas. It would be very easy to be like, nope, not anymore. How much money are we spending on that? Is it because we're a sanctuary city or? Yeah, our rule is everyone here is entitled to shelter. Like, mm -hmm. sanctuary city is such a dumb term. The city has a right to shelter law. No one in the city is supposed to sleep on the street. Mm -hmm. People do, but they do it by choice. So the Republicans were like, here, here's here are 11,000 people we don't want to deal with. And like, our laws state we have to take care of them. That is the law of the city. The law is not designed to say, like, we want asylum seekers to come to New York City. That's not the design of the law. And then they're like not telling us when these people are coming, not telling us when the buses are arriving, not telling us who's on the buses. It's a, it's a shit show. Can't we just like amend our right to shelter laws? I mean, we could. We're choosing not to. Oh, it's like 
like we could repeal it, but I think that would cause a lot more blowback than what we're currently doing. I mean, has it been discussed? No. There's no appetite for it. The mayor, I mean, that's the end of his political career to even suggest that. His political career is already on thin ice. Like, if the mayor did that, everyone would resign. They'd be like, all right, I'm out. Like, this guy. Like, I had friends who, I have colleagues in government who were going to resign if the mayor put a cap on immigrants, in on, like, migrants coming. If he was like, after 20,000, like, we're not taking care of them, they were going to resign over it. How many will we accept? All of them. Like, we don't like it, but we'll take as many as they keep sending. Right, but the law is for New Yorkers. Are they New Yorkers as soon as they get here? The law is for anyone in the city. You don't need an ID, you don't need anything. But we're building housing for them elsewhere. We're like we're building city. Like housing is a loose term. We're parking these people in like plastic tents on Randall's Island. Like they're not getting good stuff. And we're kicking them out of hotels because it's tourist season and hotels won't raise their rates. Like it's a proposition anyway you cut it there was talk about like us just limiting the number of migrants we would accept um and i'm glad that we didn't do it that way i think what abbott was doing has like proven effective like it's flooded our system we have more people in uh social services than we've ever had potentially ever in history um so it's like it's effectively demonstrating the strain you guys won't get like federal help then I mean, we're asking for it, but I, I don't think there's federal help to be offered. Like, I don't think Biden is in a position where he's going to be like, all right, New York, here's a billion dollars, thanks. But I think the optics of this are bad for Biden, and they're bad for the mayor. And I think Biden's saying, like, all right, I'm just going to give away money to New York City because, like, they can't take care of these migrants is going to just be bad politics for him. And frankly, I don't know how much Biden is going to appreciate having a mayor be like, hey, you owe Blue City's money because of this migrant crisis. Like, eventually it's gonna make Biden look bad, which we're a month out from the midterms, and he's not gonna like that. So, it's like, it's a very perilous situation for him. And I don't know that Eric Adams is like, capable enough to navigate it. And ultimately it's like us struggling to comply with our own laws, like our right to shelter laws. I'm not tied to this guy the way that a lot of my colleagues are. Like, you know, they're on this right because they think he's gonna be the president and they're wrong.